0: trying to scoot in there alone! And Pitball for the green! Uh, let's get it. Oh my, oh my god! Here we go, here we go.
1: You're
2: listening to the Blues Podcast. With your hosts, Derek. How you
0: gonna get it, brother? John. To Johnny? Eat up, huh? Matt Casey. Unnecessary, but totally necessary. And What's not to love? What's
3: going on, everybody? Welcome to the first ever ever I've back
2: of the uh the Pottery bully my name is derek and i'm john what's going on everybody
3: and we are joined as always by the two mats we have matt casey how's it going man good how's it going guys great to see everybody and quick question for you how come on the one
1: in their intro that's necessary but not necessary but totally necessary <laughs> <laughs> that might my clips
3: I ran yeah. out of uh, fun sound clips to use, so I was like, you know what? It took me we're six months gonna... to
1: realize
2: it, but I really, not
3: really understand.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Hoagie didn't have one until Cam York made a clip or whatever it was.
0: Hey, yeah, man. right? Sean sound I were
2: ready-made. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Speaking of Hoagie, we do have Hoagie here. What's going on, dude?
0: Oh, Another great day for a podcast. What's going on, everybody?
2: Jeez, boss.
0: Another <sighs> great day
2: for a Podcast. <laughs>
0: Great for podding, right, guys?
3: <laughs> uh, so, Matt Casey wanted to give us our reaction here at this video. You said you wanted to go in cold. What do you think, man?
1: I, I love it. I love the fact you worked uh, the, the primo overtime goal in there. That that, uh, that defined my my high school career right there. So, uh, it looked great, well done, and it's good to see the words really come to life in a way that sparks
3: my ferocity. Uh, my, my <laughs> Not could have done here. without the last like, three
2: seconds there. But, uh,
1: Unnecessary, but totally necessary. <laughs> Thanks, ridiculous. guys. Well,
2: that's all right. It's I like hope everybody. En- I hope everybody enjoyed the uh the video because the Flyers are going to send us a nice letter in the mail for copyright <laughs> infringement or whatever. But just right back yeah.
1: in our defense, none of those highlights are from this year. So you know, fair enough. It's
3: true. And in our defense, they're playing like crap. So you know, whatever. <laughs> Don't you have um, other
1: things to worry about?
3: Exactly, like maybe fix the power play. I don't know, like get Terrien <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> but no, uh, speaking of bad play, yes, we do have an entire week of basically bad play to cover. We've got uh, what we're looking forward to here this up week with four games on the slate and some talking points to get through. Uh, so let's start where it all began this past week. Yeah. Uh, It's been a long week in terms of hockey, guys. Like, I don't even know where to start. I guess, John, where do you want to kick this off?
2: I mean, I think that this week provided more questions than answers as far as this team, once again. I mean, you know me, I don't really like to dive into the specific games, but I don't know who we are offensively at all. And I know that we're going to spend a lot more time in this. I'm really starting to question coaching. I'm, I'm not going to go as far as like, oh, you got to fire AV or anything like that, but I'm really starting to wonder what the coaching scheme is and what even freaking happens in practice when it comes to this offense because I'm baffled by it. Um, so I, I really left this string of games just wondering what exactly is going on with this team and, and kind of uncertain about the future.
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean – I don't know if I could have said it any better myself. So Matt Casey, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I I mean, I
1: hate to say this. I'm not going to go doom and gloom yet because I look back at the 2019-2020 season and we weren't a great team going into, you know, basically until late January or mid-January, whatever after that holiday break was. So I know there's ebbs and flows to the season, but I can't help but say it, man. Like this week and then last night especially and then looking ahead at our schedule like the next three weeks it it's like has me going back to a dark place which is like march 1st 2021
2: i don't want to go there i don't want to go there
1: (laughs) i'm bringing us back there i i don't think it's the same team but like that is the gut feeling i'm getting and if the flyers can bounce out of that against back-to-backs in florida hey, go for it
3: Mm -hmm. yeah good way to look at it what do you think Hogie?
1: It's a horrible way to look at it, by the way. Really-
3: well, <laughs> I, think, I think it's a reasonable way to look at it. I should go. say reasonable, maybe not
0: good. Yeah, reasonable but- is the, the better word for that. I mean, I, in terms of offensive identity, we have none, especially from coming from this week. Yeah, we plotted some goals, but it seemed like we were p- playing on the back of our heels every single game, especially against a terrifying Tampa Tampa Bay team that is just going to suff- suffocate you in your own defensive zone. You're not going to be able to score goals by you know, trying to stick it back to them.
3: Yeah, completely agree. I think the one positive thing that we could probably take from this week, and I mean there's not much, if you want to even go to like Carter Hart's play. I think Carter Hart played really well. You know, 9 uh, 3 save percentage uh, between the two games that he played. Claude Giroux this week had four points in three games, two goals, two assists. Uh, really was the only reason aside from Hart that they stayed in that Tampa game. Uh, so, you know, encouraging. It's nice to see that. But then you get to the Boston game, and it's just downhill from there. Uh, team just looked lackluster. Like, they got a power play goal. Like, oh, awesome. You know, one power play goal in their last three games and two in their last, like, seven or eight. So, um, you know, there's that. Penalty kills looking decent. I, I'm not going to say it looks fantastic, but it's it's, it's been worse. Absolutely
0: sure. has
2: been worse.
0: They only um, let up one penalty kill this week. Out of like twelve mm-hmm. or something like that. I think they call it yeah. letting
2: up a power play goal. Oh, I,
0: be, yeah, I lost be. the words there. Screw how you, they, John.
2: Sorry, I know, man.
0: You're looking oh, like you just I came mean.
2: back from Fan Fest. Anyway, Hoagie, I he's like, it, "We're exactly. gonna be live. We're gonna be live. I've got a show. Him. I'm a real Flyer hey, fan. Hey, Are you sending
1: out flyers at Xfinity Live or what?
0: <laughs> I may have. I made the drive. Made oh. the drive back.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was a good start to the week, at least. You know, beating Calgary, although it took overtime. Sure. Um, I think uh, the Tampa game kind of, kind of anticipated it. We saw, you know, a good Tampa team, a team that's won two Stanley Cups in a row now.
2: That I mean, Claude up- goal. I love that man. Oh, boy. I love that man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful, beautiful. Cool. I mean, best highlight of the week. Oh, also sure. known as Highlight of the week. Highlight. I mean, yeah. Were there the any
3: <laughs> other highlights of the week right. that we could really throw into the discussion here? Uh, right, first really and not. foremost, but uh the Boston game was just a big letdown, you know, losing mm-hmm. five to two. Uh these uh, Hoagie brought it up in our group chat earlier this week. Those those goals that happened right at the beginning of the period that just break you. Um you know, we saw and it at happen the end. Like,
1: and at the end of the period, too. And at the yeah. end of the period.
3: Yeah. Like just those backbreaking goals that you're like, that didn't need to happen right then. Like why couldn't they have just held them anyways? You know, <sighs> We're starting to see, again, you know, we wanted to touch on uh, power play issues because this is just a recurring trend. Uh, you know, we're seeing now AV take the blame, essentially, for the power play, saying, oh, it's on me, yada, yada, yada. And I think this is part of a pretty decent discussion here because, I mean, is he just being you know good coach, picking up for his coaches, you know, saying, oh, it falls on me, or, I mean, is it – I'm just going to go to you, Matt Casey. What are your thoughts on this?
1: On the power play specifically, I, I think it's a combination of things. Number one, it's just um, confidence. Mm-hmm. I just think there is you can see it in the way that they just even enter the zone. There's no confidence. They are not confident that if you, you know knock a backhand blind pass across the boards, the defenseman's going to be there. Like they 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 just don't have it set up yet. Part of that has to do with them switching around the power play and the personnel in there. But it's like, we're not dealing with a bunch of like 20, 21 year old rookies. Like right. we're dealing with a, a very established uh, veteran team at this point, even much more so than last year. The other thing I will say, just, you know, you, I, I was just comparing and contrasting Boston arguably has one of, if not, you know, the top power plays or one of in, in the, in the, in the league Um, and just looking at what they do, even their second unit, it's not only moving the puck, but it's moving their feet and moving the angles that they go through. And as I look at our power play, it's a lot of standing still and moving the puck. Um, and so I think there's like, it almost makes it like one dimensional, like in, in football, if you only had a run game and not a pass game or vice versa, like that is what I feel like our power play is, is they're just moving the puck and hoping that quick passing can. Defeat the the lack of manpower on the other team versus also adding in that other element. So overall, really frustrating. I guess it's a positive. Derek Brassard got got what I'd rather that than than not. But it it's concerning.
3: Yes, we can't let out the fact that there were four goals in the Boston game scored by guys named Derek. Um, just wanted to <laughs> mention that one more time. None
2: of them oh. spelled your way.
3: For the record, they all <laughs> spell it the right way. So who gives a damn? Uh, but, but, no, I mean, great points. Again, you know, can't argue with any of them.
0: Hoagie, what do you think, man? Uh, this Again, there's no identity to our power play. I think we need to – I'm getting tired of, you know, the umbrella is what they kind of like to play it as. You know, defenseman at the top, two, uh, two mm-hmm. wingers on the side, and then someone trying to get – Get that in the uh, in the slot area and in front of the net, but I mean it's not working. We need to reconfigure it, re redo something. It's it's bad, and I'm I, a lot of it is coming down to you know Av's can shouldering the blame, but you know we see pictures of Terry with the guys running the power play during practice. So who is hmm. actually to blame? Is it right. Av or is it Terry? Just seeing those pictures, I'm blaming Terry. Is A V the one in charge of probably you know putting the units together and wanting certain guys with certain guys? Probably. But Tarian's definitely the one that's running the, the the entire thing. It's his scheme and it's not working. So he needs I, to fix it or he's gotta he's gotta see the door.
1: I'll say this, Hoagie, is that I, I agree with you, and I think every Flyers fan out there is like, Oh, Terrian's not doing his job. If if A V goes out there and it's like, yeah, my assistant coach isn't cutting it, like right. he's just right. like it's just not going to happen just from a coaching standpoint. Even if they are going to let him go, they're going to be like, oh, well, we parted on great terms. It's like, no, you didn't.
0: Yeah, are, cause Cause on Because
1: we're the true. power play. That's why. <laughs> yeah. All
2: right. all right, John. Well, I mean, I think – listen, I'd be all for shaking things up and can and I, But also, I struggle with this idea that it's the coach's fault when I just don't see anybody willing to pull the trigger. <laughs> And now what you're seeing on the power play, whenever we can enter the zone cleanly, which is, you know, who knows. but never been able to do that. (laughs) Whenever we can finally get things going, you see like crisp puck movement around the perimeter as if the other teams have scouted it and just been like, listen, they can do this all day long, but no one's going to shoot. So just play it tight. And on the off chance that someone feels like they're going to shoot, we'll be ready. And I mean, and you Mm -hmm. see it constantly, right? It's like every time someone gets the puck, in a position where they could let off a decent shot, you can see them second-guessing themselves. And Mm -hmm. I really don't know how the coach is the one who fixes that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the scheme isn't working. I get that. But at the same time, somebody's got to step up and start pulling the trigger and stop hesitating. Right now, they just look like a bunch of scared people afraid to fail on the power play. Right.
3: You know what they need to do to fix this, honestly? They need to put JVR on the top unit, park him in front of the net, put Atkinson and Farabee. and then, honestly, I'd argue Giroux or Couturier. One of the two. I'd probably put Giroux up there because you'll have two guys that can shoot, a, playma- a playmaker that can set them up, and a guy that can screen in the front. And then for defensemen, Provrov, take a seat. I don't want to see Provrov anywhere near the first the first uh, power play unit. I want to see Yandel. Uh, even I'd rather see Kristalinen at this point. I think either of those two are great options. If Ellis is healthy, I think he's our best option. But right. that's another question mark that we'll get into <laughs> here in a little bit. But like I, as far I as it he- goes with the, uh, AV taking the blame, of course he's going to take the blame. He's not going to sit up on the podium and say, "Yeah, like Terry's dropping the ball." You know, he's not right. doing right. what he needs to be doing because then you're essentially throwing him under the bus. But we all know. We can read in between the lines. We know that this is Tarion's power play unit. There needs to be something done about this. I, again, I could lay it out there for you and tell, put this guy there, that guy there. I'm not the power play coach, and it's probably good that I'm not. This team would be much worse off. But So I here's think, my oh, question.
2: Oh, here's my this? question. <laughs> <laughs> say say Tarion gets canned, right? Mm-hmm. What happens next that fixes this power play? I
0: another I, I, coach I, I, comes up with a, no, a different system, but who
2: though? I mean, is it somebody from Lehigh Valley you're promoting? Or are you telling Mike Yo to come on and take over the the power play? Like you're
0: you're bringing back the mastermind of Ian Lapierre? Come <laughs> oh, on <now>. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, I I just I feel like this is a move
2: that they should have done in the off season, right? It just would make more sense. And I don't know if this is common. Do do specialty you know assistant coaches typically get fired mid season and there's a drastic change. I I really couldn't tell you, but again, I think this is more of a personnel issue and not that even he's even deploying the wrong players. It's just, they're not doing what it takes to execute.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, what else are you going to do? Are you going to fire AV because the power is not working? Like that's my thing is I just don't change.
2: I'm just skeptical on firing. Anybody is going to change what needs to be changed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: it's not It's not like the college football coaching carousel where it's like, oh, right. we, you know, Dan Mullen is out. Like, Florida, you know, Florida's, you know, going to all of a sudden come back next year. Like, no, it. it it's not that kind of, like, Monday morning headline. Right. Like, I also think that, like, you're right. It's a systems thing that Terrian's putting in, and he should shoulder the blame on it. But ultimately, you're right. It's the players who need to execute this. And I think at some point, you need to say it's like, who are the two guys who are like made for the power play, and it's JVR and it's Yandel. If they don't thrive on the power play and on the number one power play, what what are they even doing here? Like, you know, I, I, ha, Yandel makes funny videos with Hayes. Like, uh. but like, you know, what 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 do we really want them for? And so, right. if that's not if they're not cutting it on there, I think that's a larger personnel solution, which we'll get into later from an offensive standpoint.
0: Right.
3: But we don't have the guys for the system. That's the thing. And I think that right. when you look at it's like a, it's like the chicken or the egg. What came first? Like, are you going to acquiesce to the players? Or are you going to acquiesce sure. to the coach? Because in my opinion, I think it's easier to just say, okay, see a bring somebody in that, you know, might be able to work with the players and the personnel that we have. Cause right now it just sound, it feels like we're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and it's not working. So right. bringing in a guy again, it's risky. It's obviously risky because you need to bring in the right guy, but that's why the front office does what the front office does and they can figure it out.
1: I just watched Elf for the first time this season and just reminded us like, right, we got an idea. We bring in Miles Finch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's too early for Christmas movies. Damn it, Casey. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: I mean, again, this is, I feel like this is not going to be the last time, far from the last time that we discussed this because if nothing changes, it's going to be a long season when it comes to the man advantage.
2: And to kind of segue, right? I mean, it'd be one thing if it was just the power play, but the entire offense sucks.
3: Yep. Yeah. It's bad. It right. is bad. Like, we're not getting the goals. Perfect segue. <laughs> um, I mean, we look at this past week and the games that they played in, you know, two goals against Boston. Great. Three goals against Tampa. That's five, six, seven, seven goals in three games. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, backtrack to last week. Like, we're averaging what? Maybe two goals a game, like around two goals a game, I'd say. Yeah. It's that's not going to cut it. And we're getting, aside from Martin Jones's last two games, we're getting stellar goaltending out of cart, at the very least. But we're not in the offensive support. And it's. I I don't even know where to go with this at this point. Like, it it sounds pretty simple. Like, we just need offensive support. But, like, where's that coming from? Like, John, you take this away.
2: I mean – I honestly, if I can, if I can pass this on to somebody else, I actually think Hoagie would be a good one to start this off because Hoagie had a lot to say, and I typically don't ever compliment this moron. But I, Hoagie, I want, I want you to start this one off, buddy. So John didn't come prepared. That's what nope. yep. That's what I'm doing. I'm better. I'm better at commenting at what other people say than actually coming up with original thought. They don't call him Comment the best it. color guy
3: in the business for nothing.
0: Yeah.
2: Butch, Butch was right. Never said he wasn't.
0: No. Boy. Oh well, I, I appreciate that John for finally complimenting me. Shut up, Hogi. <laughs> Thanks. No, I mean, yeah, this this offense is abysmal. It's bad. We don't we don't have an identity where it's set up on fast skating and trick plays. And you're not going to win games like that. You know, they I think it was against I think it was against the Tampa game where they won the faceoff in the second period or third period and they just shot the puck into the zone and was hoping someone would get down there and grab the puck to try to make the shot on. I think it was connecting that, that actually got the puck and made the shot, but like you're not going to win games by making those types of plays. And it's kind of, it's kind of infuriating because, you know, we have offensive talent, but they're not producing what we thought they would be producing. We have Kludge Rue, the 33 year old captain who's shouldered this team for more than a decade with 16 points with seven goals, not assists. It's, that just boggles my mind. I think he's got like the fountain of youth in that apartment that he has in Philadelphia. He's, he's playing mm. out of his mind, but I mean, we need to see other people stand up. I mean, we brought in Cam Atkinson to score goals and he just fizzled out after the first like five games. Who else wants to, you know, play here? Like, come on guys, right. figure it out. And I mean, we're also, you know, like I said earlier, we're on the heels and we we like to turn the play off of a good defensive play or you know, steal the puck at the blue line and go the other way when we have the other team in deep in our in their offensive zone. That's not gonna happen every, every time, especially against a team like Tampa or Boston, where they're just gonna suffocate you down there when you have the profession line or if you have Stamcos and whoever else in Tampa Bay, they're just gonna suffocate you down there and you're gonna be out there for a minute and a half to two minutes and not be able to get fresh legs out.
2: Right. I mean, and to kind of piggyback off that, just kind of two things. First of all, <laughs> okay, I mean, Casey's laughing at me and I don't like it very much. <laughs> anyway, it kind of reminds me of, kind of to go back to the football talk. Like Casey said, it's like an offense that only throws Hail Marys to the same wide receiver. right? Over and over and over again. It's gonna work every once in a while because you have a really incredible wide receiver who's catching those passes but 99% of the time it's not going to work. And I would have to imagine that the flyers offense is just way too easy to scout and way too easy to, you know, combat. And, and that's no good. I mean, we are not a team that has been able to sustain any sort of offense. And that scares me because as good as Carter Hart has been, I am not ready to lay the entire team's future on the goaltender. I'm not ready to hung Henrik Lundqvist it. Right. And that kind of seems like what we're we're coming up against, which right. is just, you need the goalie to stand on his head in order to even be in the game.
3: I love Done that now. you turned Henrik Lundqvist into a verb. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Very creative. Thank you. The Dictionary of John Gove. Okay, Matt Casey, you've been chomping at the bit here. It looks like
1: uh, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm actually, I'm going to disagree a little bit. So I think,
0: that rarely you're, happens.
1: You're you're right. I think we all have a little bit of a of a goldfish memory. Yeah, I've been watching Ted Lasso, so I, I'm taking that one from, from him. But um so I think last night we our offense looked abysmal. And I think Hoagie, you have a valid point in saying that our offensive identity right now is to clog up the neutral zone really, really well. So teams can't really gain speed and break through, and then we counterattack that way. That's fine, but it doesn't give you like the established offensive like cycling identity in there. And even when we do get an established cycle in there, like we're we're getting subpar chances off of that. So you're still like you know ultimately you're getting a goalie to freeze the puck. Now, with that said, um, I think in Calgary and even in parts of the of the Tampa Bay game, I do think our offense looked pretty damn good. And the offense in Calgary, I thought, looked actually really good. And so I think it's there. My issue is, is that it comes in one period at it. It's like one period, you know, one out of every six periods or something like that, that, we're, and, and that we end up getting that. And so I think that there's something there. It's just not sustainable right
2: now. And we're not scoring. Right, right. I mean, we're not going to win a bunch of games. It's like the New York Islanders approach, which they have perfected until the Stanley Cup. (laughs) I mean, until the Eastern Conference final. (laughs) But I just don't see and Derek, I'm sorry, because I know that you have stuff to say here. I just don't see this team being able to survive scoring two goals a game.
1: I totally agree with that. I do think they are getting looks, though on certain occasions and there's you know, you're looking at the third period in calgary and i'm I'm trying to remember which period in tampa bay that they looked really good like those are great periods it just needs to go for a half game instead of just a period you knowing that it's going to be ebbs and flows and you have to think that these guys are going to break out at some point if not i know we're going to talk about some some other opportunities or other options out there
3: right sure yeah, the Calgary game, to your point, Matt Casey was probably one of the better games the Flyers have played all year. Mm-hmm. And like those two-one games, like I'm okay with because we let up the one goal, we scored two, we win. That's fantastic. It's those three-four games, those five-two games now that we're looking at with Boston, like where we're not getting the goal support because Martin Jones has a bad night. You know, Carter Hart isn't you know the the godsend that we all have been seeing at least for the majority of the season so far, like we're getting a much better Carter Hart this year and that's fantastic, but we're lacking that offense where, you know, that we need that. We do Carter Hart's not going to be able to stop every single shot that comes his way. He'll stop a majority of them, but he won't stop every single shot and we need to make sure that we're getting him that goal support because otherwise we're wasting these performances from him. We have an opportunity with the play that he's giving us right now to win these games if we can score goals, and we're not doing that. So it's frustrating on my end. Uh, you know, I'm sure your guys end as well seeing that happen because with the, with the piss-poor season that he had last year and now he's rebounded and played really well, it's like, where's the offense? It's all dried up. You know, it's, it's all kind of just null and void now because we can't get the offensive support.
2: Can I pose a question? I think this is the second time I've said this today. Can I pose a question? You, if you may
1: pose a question. Yes. If we're or talking about coaching, we want with the, this, you actually
2: have to pose. If oh, we're talking, <laughs> if we're talking about coaching in terms of the power play, can we say the same thing in regards to the offense that maybe there's something going on on the coaching side of things that just isn't working? Yeah, I re- I really don't know, so that's why I I don't want to be a part of this conversation as much as just to talk about what you guys have to say. But I'm really so curious. Just pull the
3: pin, throw it, and run. Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: like- I'm, I'm just really curious because I think if if we're gonna talk about the coaching side of the power play and its lack of execution, shouldn't we be doing the same thing with the five on five offense? Derek, we don't have go. Center
3: depth. We don't have the center right. depth right now. Like Derek right. Brassard's our two C. Our wingers aren't complementing the centers well because we don't have the centers that are supposed to be where they're at. And again, we'll get into the Hayes discussion here along with Ellis in a little bit, but like we're also not getting the contributions from our wingers. You know, Ooh. Joel Faraday should be putting Oh, in take of it off, John. Cam Atkinson. Not gonna, a, gonna say necessarily it's Matt shirt? <laughs> <The> National <laughs> Sarcastic,
2: Sarcastic, Sarcastic Society.
3: Society. Yeah. Like we need your
2: support.
3: <laughs> awesome. I'm glad you did that. Right
2: when I was trying to make a serious point, but uh, I can I can be distracting. Hey, listen, we want to get the view. Somebody told me you have to take your top off.
3: Oh, we're up to one viewer instead of zero. Great (laughs) job, John. We're back
0: to zero. Butch Butch just joined the live stream.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I I can't even remember where I was going with that. Uh, The winger play, like we're not getting winger play because we don't have the playmaking centers driving that play. So it's a trickle effect where you're seeing just a lack of effectiveness from the centers that trickles to the wingers. And that's honestly, I think you're looking at a guy like JVR, who's not playing with the right guys. You're looking at a guy like Farabee who should be playing up the lineup instead of on the third line with what Lindblom and Walton, I think it was what it was the other night. Like, no, they need to be put into positions to succeed. You know, We've talked about it with connect in years past, you know, put them with, superior line mates and you'll see results and we have and right. then we haven't and then we have again that but that's connect me all on its own it's an enigma but <laughs> i think that's where the the problem lies do you do you guys think coots is playing
1: playing like the coots we know i wrote about this in the high wide. No. i just don't i see
2: flashes of it here and there but i just i don't see it i'm gonna make sure we Wait, how does that work? I'm trying to hit the thing here. Keep it up, boys. <laughs> more <goes> more views. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, why do we encourage this? I don't even know what you said, <laughs> Casey. Like I'm kid, sorry, no, buddy. Couturier, say that again, Hoagie.
0: Couturier is not playing like the Couturier that we know. Do you I think he's like, hurt. No, I'm I want to lean that way, I want to say he's hurt, but he's playing through it because who the hell we don't put at one C right now. Right. Drew. This guy.
3: (laughs) I'll play one C. Why not? I I mean,
1: like you joke about that hoagie, but like realistically, like is putting drew back at, at two or three C the most ridiculous. Absolutely not. If, if we end up, let's say this week goes to shit and we have, damn it. I cursed. Um, sorry, let's say that, say that's one. a good
3: one. Are, <laughs> crap. It happens,
1: you know, and we have to juggle lines. I, I'm hoping that we juggle lines going into Tampa Bay, but I think we, uh, you know, I think Giroux has to be a viable option at one of the center positions if things don't ramp up.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we, we talked about it in the offseason, but is it really a bad idea to put Giroud in the center spot? We all said no. I mean, he's right. played it, he's better on the wing. He was a wing in what juniors or whatever. He came into the league as as a wing, so that's what he knows best. But I mean, he can play center. <clears throat> his face off uh, is uh, his percentage is great. It, it was beating Bergeron last week before we went into the Bruins game this week. So I mean, why not put him there? He definitely can win you some face offs, except for the one against Bergeron where they screwed us in the third what period. The hell was that, man? Oh my god! That was I will crazy. say. It was yeah. fun
1: watching fired up Giroux though. Like he oh, yeah. got, he's such a hothead. It's great.
0: Oh, he's such a hothead, mm-hmm. Ginger. You'd love to see him.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. his face
1: I'm matches cool the sweater.
0: It's great. <laughs> I'm
3: cool with Giroux at center. Like I was a big proponent of not putting him at center. I'm okay with it as long as it's temporary. Like I don't right. want this right. as a long term resolution because he is better on the wing and we've seen it. Like that's where he had his 102 hundred and what two point season. Like keep right. him there. And, yes, we are far removed from that. I understand. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's going to put up 100 points again like some guys will. Um, but, no, I, I think put him there for a little bit, it seems at least. I mean, I know AV's been vague about Ellis, and I don't know what's going on with Hayes. If it's a short-term thing with Hayes, sure. Put him in for a couple couple games, see what happens. If you can spread the love and bring up some depth with the, the wingers, you know, and that bumps some of the wingers up the lineup. So why not?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. These comments, we're not used to these, but yo, Oak is a bum. I like this guy, Hogue's hater 74. I love it.
3: Dude, tell That's your wife like, to tune out.
0: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> anyway, I think we should kind of flip the script to the injuries, right? Because if the Kevin Hayes thing is more than like a few games, we've got to do something. Sure. You know, I mean, we can't, we can't keep going with the same cast of characters. I think the first thing you have to do is you have to give Morgan Frost a shot. This is this is the chance, right? You know what you're getting with the centers that you have in Broussard and Lott and then all these guys. You throw Frost in there. You go here. It is here's your shot. Here's your opportunity. See what he does with it. If he doesn't, if he doesn't, you know, rise to the opportunity, then you start doing the Giroux thing or. Mm-hmm trade market like we have like no salary cap. I don't know what <laughs> right. the hell we're gonna do there. We have
0: a million dollars and 130
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, But yeah I mean this I mean if Hayes is out long this team is gonna have to start getting creative because the current center depth just isn't gonna it's not gonna work.
3: So let's pose this then if Hayes is hurt and it's like a nagging injury like it somewhat seems at this point why not put him on long term injured reserve? Use that cap space because that's seven million dollars right there, right? And go after Hurdle or somebody make sure, else. I, I'm make not sure you know, JVR
0: is a part of that package. Free up another seven million.
3: Do do that is gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, we had to give up how many picks just to get rid of Ghost? Like, come on, right? Um, <laughs> but like, think about it because. If you use that cap space, hurdles well under seven million dollars. We can afford that. He's a rental player. We have him for one year. I think that's five,
1: if I if I heard right.
3: Yeah. So that's so we'd still have two million dollars to play with. Maybe we get another math depth defenseman. I don't know because Lord knows how long (laughs) Ellis is out. But Derek's like. I know it's like that GIF. Like I am experiencing the numbers that are right now. It's just right. yeah,
0: the numbers are if, all, if all you've around got your head. Hayes at seven, and then you have Hurdle at is,
2: five, and okay, two. Just, <laughs> I mean, I um, really hope that that's not the case though with Hayes, right? I,
3: but think it, about it; it if it's not going to be good. Playoffs, we bring him back, and it's like what Tampa did last year with Kucherov. If yeah, that's a big dude. if. Right. But could be fun. <laughs> I I
1: yeah. think John. I think you're like. There's no way this is good news. You don't. Right. You, you don't get test results in 48 to 72 hours and be like, oh, this will probably be good. Right. Like you know, th- there's obviously something going on, and who knows what it is. But like, I I I'm frustrated because I think both he and Ellis were probably rushed back. Um, and like that's make hogs do math i love it Um
0: Derek was the one challenged there
1: um so yeah I, I mean i i think that that the comments are really distracting now that i think about it i mean it's like, it's like add theater in here um <laughs> so i i think uh i think if hayes is if hayes's injury or whatever it is like it's not going to be like a quick Thing like you don't right. miss a couple games and have test results and stuff. If it's just like oh, a light day to day thing, so sure, I don't know, totally speculating, but I I don't think he's coming back uh, in t- for a month. I I bet we have to we- weather this
2: brutal December without him right i mean and so this is the time you do some call ups this is the time you bring up frost yep. and in terms of ellis you bring up york you bring up Zamula. like you know what you have in sealer he's not going to just all of a sudden turn into victor Hedman. like <laughs> you've got that as your safety net but if he's out of the the lineup it also is going to be a drastic change and a drastic mm-hmm. difference so you throw in these young players and see if lightning strikes because
3: you mean to tell me Steeler isn't gonna be like a stud.
2: Yeah, sorry to break it to you, buddy. Oh, dude, drop him from your fantasy team.
3: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, both fantasy team can take that hit.
2: (laughs) Both on you know center and defense, you have obvious names to call up right now. Right, it's it's not a reach. I don't think anybody would be shocked. If a name like Frost, York, or Zamula was all of a sudden on the Flyers. I, I think I think
1: we have to do it too because again, I don't want to keep going back to the schedule that we have coming up, but it's like we have four games this week, including a back-to-back. The next week we have back to back Islanders Rangers, which obviously is a ton of travel, but that's two division games that like you, you gotta come away with ideally at least Something. three out of four points there. Right. And then yeah. That following week is the most laughable scheduling week I've ever seen. It's back to back, day off, game, day off, back to back, and I think we end it with Arizona, which is the only thing I was like, oh, "All right, at least we end up with Ooh. Arizona." But watch, we're the slump buster again. I guarantee, like we're you know five games and seven nights again, and we end against Arizona. Check on the road trip. That's <laughs> brutal. That's brutal. <laughs> so, like, oh. I, I think you, I think you're going to need to have some fresh blood in there, and. You know, the, the scoring's gone cold. You got to bring up Frost, man. Like, hey, you like that? You like that? that was oh, so good. Yeah. That. No, let's let's talk about
3: that then real quick because bringing up Frost does seem like a viable option. Like, what do you think, Hoagie?
0: Where do you slot him in? Do you put him in uh... I hate you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Do you put dude. him uh, – come I, on, I you, come on Bum, talk. Yeah. Do you put him in on the second line for Hayes or do you put Drew in that second – that second spot and let Frost kind of take less minutes on the third line. I mean, he's obviously the viable option because he's right there in Lehigh Valley. We can bring him up. He's playing pretty well right now as of this week with Lehigh Valley. Right, John? Well, yeah. I mean, the team sucks. Yeah, but he's posted some points and some goals, so it helps. So why not bring him up? When he's hot, he's hot. So play him. Mm
3: -hmm. No, I mean, we saw it when they first brought him up. It was like almost a hybrid – one C, two C type thing where he didn't take face-offs, they sheltered him a little bit. I don't want that to happen again. Like I want to no. see full-fledged like, to the play the role, right. play the role that you're put into. Yeah. Um
1: I so, don't know, man. I, I think I think you keep the second line the second line I don't think is playing bad. You have what it's mm-hmm. Brasard Giroux and and uh Atkinson. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't think you touch that line. I think you put him in at three C Maybe move either Lawton to the wing or to 4C and, and to Thompson, maybe. I don't know. But, like, I I think you do kind of put him in that 3C role. And if he plays his way up, he plays his way up. We all know we wanted to be 2C, but it doesn't sure. mean he has to – Like, you know, I'm looking back at Farabee's call-up. I'm looking back even at Drew. Drew didn't start his first full year with the Flyers either. Like, right, he, right. he started with the Phantoms and he got called up. And he was a 3C for a little bit. So, sure. um you know, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but I think we do have to look at that option first before we go off after any sort of <laughs> external,
0: you any, know, fa- any fantasy trade right there. Right, right. No, for right. sure.
3: Agreed. I think we I
0: need hear to see more. I'm like, God, how? <laughs> also,
1: not a center. Right,
3: right. That <laughs> doesn't help us. <laughs> like, great. Yeah. I think for us to be a great option, I think we got to see it at some point. Like, we've right. got to see him with an elongated stretch of games to really judge what we have in this guy. And this season could be it. This season could be a great season to see, given what's going on with Hayes. If he plays well, it buys Hayes time to recover fully, as opposed to what it felt like, him being rushed back into action. So, you know, I'm bored with it. I'm not going to have the high hopes like I did, you know, a year or two ago when everybody's clamoring for him. But it's something, you know, it's something at this point that might be able to give these guys a
2: kick in the pants, and right. uh and get the offense rolling. Well, and to pick you back off what Casey said, take advantage of the fact that Brassard is playing beyond our expectations right now because everybody's waiting for that shoe to fall, right? I mean, for him to come back to reality, so take advantage of the fact that he is being a viable 2C option for now to give Frost that time.
3: Right. For sure. Absolutely use it just use it because if he's gonna keep playing that way ride him ride him as long as you can until the offense dries up <laughs> go go ahead go ahead
2: nope. no 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 ride him until it dries up oh, yep that's about it all that's, right well that's all we need to say uh, it, was, it, it was great having a live feed with everyone and <laughs>
3: this is our first and only uh but uh we want to stick with the injury uh injury story here Ryan Ellis uh back for what one game again? like we knew there were issues you know i'm assuming most of us knew at least the people that follow the team um what like what i i I'm speechless at this point. I really don't know what to say. Like, again, is this another case of them rushing him up and rushing him back into action? Is yes. this just an agging yeah, injury 100%. that go away? Yeah, that's that's like, the, the consensus I, here.
1: I, I don't think there's any way to not see that. If he gets hurt in his first game back, that means he wasn't ready to come back. Right. And okay. it's clearly, you know, I, I've heard groin, I've heard hip, I've heard, you know, whatever it is, and like, you know, that's a nagging injury and what's really going to be a kick in the nuts is if we find out in three weeks it's like oh we do have to do surgery it's like oh you damn <laughs> and so like we i'm hoping that it can get done through through physical therapy or whatever they do but i mean this isn't one of those things where it's he's going to wake up tomorrow like uh you know, the kid from Mighty Ducks, and be like, "Oh my God, my wrist doesn't isn't broken anymore."
3: <laughs> Adam Banks <Bruce laughs> is back. Oh my God,
1: <laughs> Adam Banks. Yeah. So, like, it, it's pretty. It's noted. He's going to be gone. I think the realistic timeline is we get him back probably for that West Coast trip after Christmas, and you you ease him in for a month, and then you have a three week Olympic break basically. And so it's right. like, I I think that's probably the realistic option. That that's not ideal, but again, I will say that the the one positive out of this is that Ristolainen and Sanheim, I think, have looked a hell of a lot better um, right. in the last two weeks than everybody was freaking out about in the first two weeks. For
2: sure. I mean, and to me, you know, what this is a case of it's Chuck Fletcher and whoever else is making these decisions, <laughs> not wanting the person that they just traded to be. The top pairing defenseman, alongside Ivan Provorov, to be out for such a long time at the beginning of his first season, where they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're okay? Okay, good, because we got to get you back in there because you right. are our prize possession." The off season.
1: Have you heard of Nolan Patrick? We treated him. <laughs> <laughs> no one.
2: Gavin. No yeah. Who's <laughs> the,
3: who's that guy? Nolan.
1: What
0: Poland?
2: I'm. I'm more he curious. on like, what? This team does with its defensive pairs if you bring up a guy like York or Zamora mm-hmm. because you're putting them with Yandel. No, so and I don't want to break up Bristoline and then Sandheim. Mm. So it's like,
3: and Bronze played well,
1: so it's right.
2: like it has to go somewhere
1: on the third line. So I don't know, <laughs> and
0: but again, not a top pairing guy, like, but that's, who is Bronze winning the Norris this year, boys. Shut up, Hoagie. Not bum. if he
1: keeps tipping pucks in the
2: Bruins net. Uh. <laughs> right. oh, I, I just – I mean, that's that's the biggest problem, right? Is it? I don't really see a compliment to a young player who's going to be coming up. I mean, do you put Yandel on the top pairing with Provorov?
0: Absolutely not.
2: Okay. Sure. So do you put Ristolainen <laughs> no. and then put Yandel with Sandheim? Hoogie is never correct. I'm not even <laughs> gonna put that one up.
3: I'll put it uh, up just, just yes. <laughs> for reference. Um I told them to say this just so Hoogie felt better. Um
2: oh here I, we go. Wrong. We've got a. s we've got a suggestion. Braun, Yorker or Zamula Zim- could be tasty.
1: I think Braun's the only one that you care with that.
0: Them. Yeah. And the so one like, I would want to put
1: Yeah, it, it's not mm-hmm. ideal, but I think. Realistically, I I kind of want to see what Provorov and Ristalinen would look like. Just just yeah, you know, give it a shot. Um, yeah. You give know, we want this Sanheim thing to work, but like, what if Provorov and Ristalinen mm-hmm. are the pair? Like, what if they become the mm-hmm. the absolute all star pair? And then what you put Sanheim with? Who?
3: I'd almost put him with. I'd like to kind of see because I thought that they played well together last year in like the short sample size that they had him and Zamola. Yeah. But it leaves York out. And I mean, I mean,
2: but you're going to pick one or the other. I, I don't know, all be care right. which one. Right.
3: Sure. Right. At that point, it's like, what do you got? You know, I think Zamola pairs better and we've taken Zamola.
2: Could you see a situation, and I'm not at all suggesting this, but where they would go. Actually, you know what? We're gonna take Yandel out, and we're gonna keep Sealer in with the younger guy. Not not until January twentieth. I I don't think they'll do it. Yeah, like so true. I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: In, unless all right, I'll I'll preface this. Unless we go on a if we lose every game this week, yeah, I think then all bets are off. And like, sorry, man. Like, right. I, I don't right. I don't care about a freaking Iron Man streak. Like I right. I, don't, I don't give a crap. Then A.V. goes down as the coach that prohibited
3: him from doing it. And then he's the bad guy again.
1: What a a dinosaur. What a total dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: The Willy Wonka of uh, Benzo. The Benzo Willy Wonka. (laughs) Oh, boy. Jesus.
1: A.K.A. John's
3: neighbor. Uh, We can't do it live, but we could do it on a recorded episode a couple weeks ago. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh,
0: no, I'm
3: I'm definitely concerned with the whole Ellis situation. And, I mean, you saw it in the one game back. Like, his vision on the power play is second to none on this team right now. He knows how to find the lanes. He knows where to go with the puck. He, honestly, I think is the missing piece to the power play. Mm-hmm. If we can get a guy that can run the point like Ellis can, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Last guy we had that could do that, Shane Gostespierre. He's yeah, not here he anymore.
1: Couldn't hit the net though. Like I think there's like another difference there. Where like right. I, I think JVR
3: was there to clean it up though.
2: JVR's still I'm there,
3: yeah. right? No, yeah, <laughs> he's <but it's, laughs>
2: he, JVR's cleaning yeah. stuff up like an armless janitor right now. So, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he, oh. I'm sorry, he's, did that oh. take it
1: too far?
3: <laughs> he's like the he's the player.
1: one that uh, JVR is the one that I'm sorry. Like we we need him to. Get uh-huh. going this week, like yeah. uh, enough, For enough, sure. man. Like we need
2: to get him him going two weeks ago, right?
1: From the you know, get
0: of the season, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> start tipping
1: those pucks, champ. We we need some goals, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's literally good at like one thing. To <laughs> like <laughs> you do one thing, one thing. The tip pucks <laughs> and you're not doing. Well, he can't tip
0: pucks well, we can't tip like when football. the defense can't even get the puck to him on the power play. Like, come on, you're not even taking the shots. Say that again, Hoagie.
2: <laughs> can we I'm save sorry. comments just so we can keep going back to that just one? Screenshot. I also, I want to meet this person, Hoagshater74. He's <laughs> a Come great on. guy. Is it Johnny? It's Johnny. It's got to be. It's Johnny.
3: Love it. Love it. We'll get a comment here in about 30 seconds. <laughs> no. no. Like the Wizard of Oz, like, ignore the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, if we're done with serious talk here, uh, Hoagie. The
2: week ahead. Yeah, the
3: week ahead. I'm so glad I've got you guys to keep me straight here. Let's look ahead to (laughs) the week ahead and break down these four games that the Flyers have. It's going to be a rough stretch, guys. It's going to be a very rough stretch. Uh, Tampa Tuesday and then Florida the very next night. Carolina on Friday. Jersey on Sunday. If we don't beat Jersey, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be yeah. really upset, <laughs> really upset.
1: Jersey just beat Tampa, man.
3: I don't care. I don't care about New Jersey. And like, we and to a survey, <laughs> I don't care. But if he does it to someone on the Flyers, I'll fight him. I'm gonna fight him. You heard it here first.
2: Black Friday game though.
3: I'm gonna lose. Oh, Black Friday game. Oh, I'm gonna be. I work. mean,
2: not against the Devils, but against Carolina. What, what, what a delightful three-game stretch we have coming up: Tampa Bay, Florida, and then Carolina. Right? Who'd have thought that the hockey hotbed, right, Carolina and the Floridas, right, would be would, would be the teams, heat map right there? The teams that we were cringing over. What is if happening? you like
3: Bojangles,
2: then you're gonna love hockey. Here we go.
3: Side note: I love Bojangles. Their French fries or their potato wedges, whatever the hell, so good.
2: I mean, this is where the beginning of the season could start going off the rails, though.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I, I think I get said it back that. together.
3: Uh-huh. It's where we could get it back together, though.
2: You're right. On, You're right. You're right. I mean, but I just I would not be shocked if we go these three games without a point. There's four games. It, no, I know, but I'm talking He's about the, Tampa, Florida, Tampa, and Carolina. Yeah. Oh. Because yeah, those, those are the ones that stand out to me, whatever, with New Jersey. I'll worry about New Jersey when we get there. But these three games are just going to be like a punch in the old, Gun. you know, the big yeah, bag. that. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> the speed bag.
0: I, I feel <laughs> like <laughs> taking, a, taking a punch to the face last night.
1: <laughs> I feel like we're going to give Tampa Bay a good run, whether we win or not. I still think it's going to be a close one that maybe we gra- at least grab a point. That Florida game scares the freaking bejesus out of me. I mean, they just, they like have barely lost at home. And then Carolina coming off a tryptophan, you know,
2: complete nap, nap time. Um, Well, most of the team is Canadian or something else, so maybe we don't have to worry about it. That's true. Canadian
3: Thanksgiving's come and gone. Yeah, they're oh, like, they're like, like wait,
2: you guys landed on a rock and you're celebrating. What? What? Is, <laughs> we
1: we shoot pucks now. Come on. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't know. They, I think that 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 Florida game on Wednesday night is going to be is going to be tough.
2: So mm, against the Florida Nallas.
1: Yeah, it, and the beauty is, is like for, for the best team in the league. They can't get like ten thousand people into that. No, arena. it's so right. sad,
2: such a waste of a talented <laughs> team. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the only people who show up to those games are the ones who are rooting for the other team. <laughs> right. Right. We moved down <laughs> here to get away from our kids.
1: It's all. It's all. It's all <laughs> Boston and New Yorkers and Philadelphia. Right.
3: Oh yeah. Right. I mean, how, how often do you see it, too? The past, like, or two or three years ago, it was literally droves of Flyers fans in Florida's arena, like, rooting for the Flyers. It was like a home game for the Flyers. Right.
2: It's like when you I go to Camden Yards
3: and the Yankees are in town. Like, I hate it. I absolutely hate it.
2: <laughs> you know what I always wondered? Why do they get to be the Florida Panthers, but Tampa Bay has to just be Tampa Bay? Like, why do they get the whole state? That just doesn't seem fair to me. Why can't they be the Miami Nollis?
1: Well, there's, there's a point at some point. Yeah, they're in Sunrise, which is basically Lauderdale. And so you like that's a good 45, 50 minutes from, from Miami. And so mm-hmm. I think they're just like, we can't be the South Florida Panthers. We're not going to be. Why not be
2: the Fort Lauderdale Panthers? (laughs) That just doesn't sound sexy. The sunrise way too hard. (laughs) I just. I mean, Florida's a big state. I don't think it's fair that Tampa just gets Tampa Bay, and then they, the freaking Panthers, get the rest of the state. Are you really? Are you really pissed off about Tampa sports right now? Oh, they've had such a tough go. (laughs) Right. Look at New
3: York, the Rangers.
2: It's more the Islanders. All New Yorks, and then there's Buffalo. most people would argue that that's not really new york though so They're like, that's just all on right. its own right Rangers it's like you, are you are drive like- there like holy crap did i reach purgatory <laughs> anyway so we've bashed sunrise florida and buffalo maybe we should go now it's <laughs> beautiful places beautiful any- places
3: do we want to put any predictions on next week at all is it even worth it at this point two Probably points a rough
1: week going three points
2: Three points for me. Yep. Four points. Four? You want to first. say? Once again, John had a great point.
3: Please toot your own horn a little bit more, John. Friend, uh, I actually thanks. got the
2: account, the flyer. This HR high, <laughs> high, high and wide account. I'm I,
3: I can't wait to like employ my wife to do this. Be like, hey, every time I make a good point, be like, oh my God, Derek's a genius. She like, would never I'm gonna do that. flash that up there. She See, wouldn't. I wish my
0: wife <laughs> would do that, but that's Hogs Hater 74. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Alright, dad joke. Okay, Hoagie. Dad Hit joke. with the dad joke, Hoagie.
0: In honor of Thanksgiving being this week, <clears throat> what's the difference between a sweet potato fresh out of the oven and a pig thrown off a balcony? What? <laughs> what? One is a heated yam and the other is a yeeted ham.
3: I'm going to take that comment down because kind of funny. <laughs> okay.
2: Casey just crushed the rest of his Savion Blanc. (laughs) I I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the
1: segment.
3: The segment or the wine? (laughs) Both. I hated every second of that dad joke. (laughs) Who had that tea up? Someone had tea ready to go.
0: (laughs) <laughs> We're all now dumber for having to listen to what you have just said. Uh, I love the Billy Madison reference. Love the Billy
3: Madison reference. All right. Well, that's uh, that's been our 55-minute, almost 56-minute discussion on what went wrong this past week. Uh, Hoagie, if you would let to find listeners and viewers right now, know where they can find you.
0: Uh, you can find me at Pod Street Hose. Also follow Hoag's H- Hater 74 for all of my – Retweets for dumb, uh, dumb takes.
2: Smooth, hoagie. Smooth. smooth, very smooth. Matt Casey,
1: Pot Street Casey. <laughs> Street is spelled out C A S E Y. I love you all.
3: Do you have that typed out? Like, I, I got to know. Typically- <laughs> <laughs> like Beethoven, right now.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a Truman Show. It's a Truman Show reference.
2: I mean, come on. Typical Derek to go into his classics.
3: (laughs) Blame me for having a superb taste in music. Um, (laughs) I'll shut up. Your turn, John. You go ahead. Derek's like
2: working out. (laughs) 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 Nothing gets
3: the juices flowing. Like some Beethoven early in the morning.
2: Right. So anyway... You can find us on all your various podcasting, listening receptacles, as well as now you can find our beautiful faces and hoagies on streaming on Twitter and YouTube and wherever else this thing happens to be right now. I'm I'm not really sure if it showed up anywhere else.
0: This is definitely uh, pod muncher. (laughs)
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Pretty soon we're going to get that sponsor right up in the corner, pod muncher. Anyway, um, if you're not happy listening to it on what you're listening to, then google something else to listen to oh and rate and review us thank you
3: there you go Ah, oh, didn't think i was going to show up under the entire psb account there uh anyways <laughs> you can find me on twitter at PodStreetBob. you can find john on twitter at you can find the podstreet bullies all four of us schmucks on twitter podst bullies now that everybody's got the account you'll know who's tweeting because everyone hates when Hoagie tweets from the account. Uh, I'm still in the favor. I don't get it. I don't get it either, man. I don't. You know, Sympathy. I guess it's – I've, I've uh, garnered a following, I guess, if you will. But Just uh, say no.
2: goodbye, Derek. Just say goodbye. Shut <laughs> the hell
3: up. Anyways, uh, I'll leave you guys, as I've always left you, I guess, with uh, Let's Go Flyers. Bye now.